0: Hey everybody, it's Lon Saib, and we've got a great audio interview today. This one is with Dylan Callahan, and he is uh, the head of the project. That is converting Chrome OS, or actually in this case, the open source Chromium OS, I always get corrected, uh, over to the Raspberry Pi. And we featured that uh, that thing that he's doing uh, in our Raspberry Pi 3 review I did about a week or two ago. So in the interview, we're going to talk about the project, how it got started, what their plans for the future are. He's also going to talk about uh, some other single board computers they're trying to get uh, this version of Chrome OS ported over to. So a fun interview coming up. If you want to listen to this in audio format, I have uh, my podcast feed available just about to every podcast application out there, including iTunes and Google and many others. So if you want to listen on the road, uh, definitely check it out. I have an archive of all of my interviews on there. So without further ado, here's Dylan Callahan talking to me. All right. So joining me now is Dylan Callahan, who is the founder of this project called uh, Chromium OS for All SBC. Very descriptive. Uh, so, so, Dylan, I guess this this solved a problem for you, right? This was how this came about that you needed to solve a problem that wasn't getting solved. So you undertook this yourself, right?
1: Yeah. Um. Well, where it really began was um, my mom's a school teacher, and uh, they were thinking about getting Chromebooks, and I was thinking, okay, that's a lot of money, two hundred dollars a Chromebook. And I just kind of decided, you know, Raspberry Pi, I'd been tinkering around with it for a while. And I just decided that it was more feasible to try and get it to run on cheaper hardware than it would be for them to go out and get a bunch of Chromebooks.
0: Right, because it's $35 plus whatever, you know, versus $200 for a a Chromebook. And chances are these kids probably have a TV and a keyboard at home they could plug in or something. Exactly. Exactly. And so that started the whole thing. Now, now, why wasn't? How come no one did this before? It just seems like it was. It's such a no-brainer to have Chromium or Chrome OS running on. Um, on... it
1: was attempted um, on the original Pi. The great developer Hexa. Um, I hope I got that right.
0: Yeah, that's his name. Yep.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: That's what he goes by.
1: <laughs> did a beta version, but it had C faults, which wouldn't let it load properly.
0: So this is not easy then to do this. This is not just taking some this drive in. This is a lot of and,
1: trial and error.
0: And, and talk about some of the the error involved with this. How long did it take you to get this working?
1: Um, I spent probably five months like researching, uh, working on it, to try and get just the first ones to run.
0: So it really took a lot. And I guess that, now so people understand, Chrome OS is the commercial version of of what you're working on. Exactly. Chromium OS is what you're porting. And this is an open source project that Google maintains. Is that how this works?
1: Yeah. Um, One thing we really like about it as a team is that it's bleeding edge, um, meaning that the software is always being updated.
0: Which means it probably crashes your hardware all the time, right?
1: Yeah. Um, Whenever there's a new update, that's one of the um, errors that you were talking about. Um, Like Just getting it to be stable on R49 took a lot of work. And- because what happens is it builds packages and when it builds the packages, it either fails or it succeeds. If it succeeds, you have a good chance of that booting. That image booting. But if mm-hmm. it fails, you really are kind of out of luck.
0: So every time you Google makes a change. File. And every time Google makes a change, you have to go and essentially not go back to the drawing board, but really have to put it through a major set of testing to make sure it's gonna work on your hardware, then I guess. Yeah. So this is not an easy process. So, so this was really began at, out of the need. Your mom had an issue where. Well, she...
1: actually, if you want to get really technical. Yeah, let's do it. Um, it started on Reddit. Go figure.
0: Okay, that's right because you didn't have a website. I found you through Reddit. Somebody had linked yeah. the, from another subreddit. We
1: um, we just now got the website. We've been very gracious. You know, um, it was kind of one of those things where we didn't want to ask for money because it is an open source project, but. Now we're finding out, you know, electrical costs and stuff like that to run the servers that we have to build the software, to run the website and all that. It does take, you know, a few dollars here and there. But started on Reddit where I befriended uh, our marketing and public relations guy, uh, Stephen. And Stephen and I built the first prototype build.
0: And that ran on a Raspberry Pi 2 or on the original? On the two. Because the original is a little too slow for this, I would imagine, right? It is
1: very slow, and that's going to make the zero port tricky. But we've been able to get some decent, how do I put it? We're making progress.
0: On it. <laughs> Got it. And and just so people are aware, the zero is the five dollar Raspberry Pi, which is actually faster than the original thirty-five dollar pie, right? It's a little yeah, bit faster. Go but figure. not as fast as the two or the three. So, right? They just keep tweaking everything. So and and so so you did this and now is your mom using this in the school now? Is this something she's been able to, yeah, to make use of? So-
1: she's uh, used two of them. Um just to you know, to see what the kids like. Um one thing they don't like about it is that flash games really don't work.
0: Yeah, okay. On task. Right. Which is good, which is probably good for her but bad for the kids, right? Because they want the flash exactly. games. Exactly. Right? Now, now uh, so so you have a background in in coding obviously?
1: Um, actually I actually have a background in broadcasting.
0: Oh, no kidding. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm a couple of, uh credits away from getting a degree uh degree in broadcasting. Oh,
0: so you're still going to school and you're doing this in your in your spare yeah. time then? And, and so, uh, all of
1: us and, have full time jobs that are working on this project. We just do it yeah, in our free time,
0: right? Just putting it together, and the only ones doing it, which is, I again, I'm still so amazed that nobody's really taken up this challenge. And I guess it really was very difficult. So, um, so walk us through what it takes to to port Chromium OS over to uh, this little tiny uh, computer here. You have to grab that source code, right? Um, I'm guessing it's not compiled to run on the processor that the Raspberry Pi is running. Do you have to do a lot of Uh, Well, this is
1: where I love the Raspberry Pi Foundation, is that all of their source code is open source for compiling for their kernels. So that was like, without that, there wouldn't be the project at all.
0: So because they've opened up their source for you to to port another open source project over, you can kind of look in under the hood here and see exactly how everything connects, I guess.
1: Exactly. And it's only going to get better with the 4.5 kernel having it integrated because we were using a video driver for KMS and DRM.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you ever heard of them?
0: No. Tell me more about this.
1: It's uh, hardware acceleration. Okay. So um, Eric Osner I'm butchering the name. I know. <laughs> um, you can find him on GitHub. I mean, you can probably link it in the video um, or the interview. But he has done some amazing work with the open source getting a open source version of the Broadcom drivers.
0: And they've been notorious for not making their drivers accessible to the open source community, Broadcom. Is that a problem? Yep. And now they're getting out of the Wi-Fi business altogether, so I guess that's probably why. Yeah. (laughs) So so you had to get these open source drivers, you had to get all this stuff converted. um, Then
1: it goes into a process of creating what we call an overlay. Mm -hmm. Now an overlay is basically just a blueprint. Um, we have all of that's open source, so you and any person that has the time and the machinery can compile the code yourself, make any adjustments that you want to make to it. So, um, the overlay, it draws on different, it's just blueprints, basically, for how the source code gets built for the Raspberry Pi platform.
0: And that's something the Raspberry Pi Foundation maintains. Um, or you the did overlays, that.
1: overlays, they do not, but the kernel sources that we use for uh, compiling the kernel, because that's the most important part of this whole process, is having a stable kernel to work off of.
0: Right, and the kernel is essentially the core of the operating system that this thing yeah. gets from, right? And that's the so drivers, that's the video, that's, that's what to modules, do when it boots. Mm-hmm. So... And so the, the, the kernel of this, of, of this build that you've made, I guess – so are you kind of uh, grafting perhaps a Raspberry Pi kernel onto uh, what happens in, in a Chromium OS after it boots, or is this running with a lot of Google code also in, on the boot up side?
1: Um, on the boot side, it's mainly just kernel, and then it loads the Google stuff as it's uh, booting up.
0: I see. So you've taken kind of the the Raspberry Pi base, essentially, to some kind of simplify this, but right, you've taken that and then bringing in the Google stuff to make it run the Chromium component. Yeah.
1: Um, One issue we've had, which uh, there's developers out there that want to help, is we can compile um, newer kernels to work, but it only works on the dev console. So you don't get a GUI, the logic. That's so right. The things that's why we're based on 4.28 okay. instead of the latest
0: 4.5. So you just can't get 4.5 to boot on the current hardware. So that's you're kind of stuck there at the moment.
1: It's completely successfully. Got it. We can't <laughs> get it to boot. We just can't get it to be usable.
0: And that's part of the fun, I guess, is just trying to get this stuff to to shoehorn into something else, right? Exactly. So what are the challenge? So so you know, you, you did you have? Have you ever done anything on the Raspberry Pi before, or was this your first uh, your first big project into? Uh, this is the,
1: the first big project.
0: And so far, it's been it's been doing pretty well. So we we both got on Life Hacker this week. I don't know if you saw that.
1: Yeah, I did.
0: So that's probably brought a lot People's of downloads. Freaking out about that, <laughs> and and the worst part is that it brings downloads, and then it brings a lot of people asking, "How do I get it to work?" <laughs> so
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I had to deal with that also. So 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 tell me about so we we know where the build is at right now. We looked at it in the video. Um, so when you watch that video, you said there's a whole bunch of stuff that that you that you know can. Can ha- will be happening soon with uh, future revisions of this. What are some of the things that uh, you see immediately will will be improved over time with this with this build? Well, I would, I would first, imagine you could it could probably run faster, right? If you get some optimization. Yeah, the down. first
1: major thing is going to be converting the the source code and the the final compiled um, files to be sixty four bit because right now they're all thirty two
0: and that i guess the raspberry pi 3 has the 64 bit processor.
1: Yes, but the 32 bit files will work on it.
0: Right, so and is there a performance advantage tr- for going 64 bit over
1: 32? Um in my opinion, yes, but it really just comes down to it's like having a uh oh you know when windows switched from 32 bit to
0: 64. Right, new is just better.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's one of the major uh, performance things that I think is really going to help push it. Also, with as soon as we can get the kernel issue figured out, the 4.5 that has the built-in takes full advantage of the GPU.
0: Oh, so we'll see some really significant speed up then in, in page rendering and, and just overall graphics. Yeah,
1: we had like a pretty good freak out when we found out that that was going to be included in the 4.5, you know, mainline.
0: Right, so it opens up, opens up a lot of things that you don't have to code yourself or try to figure out yourself. You can kind of just hook into.
1: Well, it means we Navy. can stop using, we can stop basing ourselves on Eric's old uh, kernel mm-hmm. and we can go with the mainline kernel.
0: And then, you're, then you've then you got something really, uh, to, to what, how much faster do you think it's going to be?
1: Um, I mean, I'd have to benchmark it and all that. Um, I did love your Octane benchmark that you did. And how low it was.
0: Right. <laughs> <Because he> was <laughs> a bardic- right. You have to start from somewhere, but right?
1: We were really proud to get like a score like that when we did a bunch of the last improvements to the kernel.
0: And what's neat is that, you know, I, I, I took a look at that Remix OS P C which is that little mini PC that Remix is making. Yeah. And- and that one actually has the same processor as the new Raspberry Pi does. I'm sure they have different you know, components around it, but, but yeah. for, you know the base the baseline. So it's it's actually pretty close to where where they are with with their thing too. So it's not not too far behind. But I would imagine you know, looking at that, do you, do you think you can make it run faster?
1: Yes and no. They have their limitations hardware wise. So we're always going to be, I mean, at our best. 70% of what a Chromebook could be. Right. Just based off the fact that we won't have two gigs of RAM. We won't have, you know, the processor speed got up there, but we're still not where, you know, a normal Chromebook
0: is. Right. Although next year you could be when they, when they read yeah, the hardware exactly. again, right? Because <laughs> it's really amazing when you think about, uh, where the Raspberry Pi, Pi started only, what, three or four years ago uh, to where huge. it is now. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's really just it's mind-boggling when you think about the performance increases for the same price. And and, and so how long have you been playing with the Raspberry Pi? Obviously, this is not something you just, just woke up one day and decided, I'm just going to play with this. Um, so I'm, I'm sure this, this platform must have interested you before.
1: Um, I really like the idea of what you could do with a low-powered computer. Um, I know that sounds kind of simple, but that's really what it came down to was that I I saw that it had Cody. I saw that it had all these other different programs you could run, and I wanted to tinker. I wanted to mess around with them.
0: I think that's their whole mission is to let people just start tinkering with them and see what they can come yeah. up with. That's really it's really something I, I've been you know, it's been amazing about the, the whole the whole low end of the spectrum here is is how much computer you can get for the money. And what really attracted me to to your project, actually, it's it's the mission that you set out for, which was was an education mission, uh, which was to try to figure out a way to make something simple for people to use. Because, you know, the, the Raspberry Pi is easy to use for, for the most part, but you really have to yeah. find somebody who knows what they're doing to get you started, uh, because you really are booting up to, you know, a Linux Desktop, which is yeah. not complicated anymore and for someone, but it's not as true. easy as Chrome OS is, right?
1: Yeah. Um, the Chrome operating system, I mean, everyone's gone to the Best Buy or the computer store and had somebody try and sell them a Chromebook. Mm-hmm. Just because Chromebooks, are they're simple. You can browse the web. You can do your social media. You can take care of what you need to take care of if you're just a simple web user. And I think that's the market that we're really aiming for is people that just want to browse the web, watch a YouTube video here and there. I mean, um, in some instances, people have been able to get um, IDEs to even work on it.
0: Right. No, it's it, if you can get it on there, it's going to run pretty well now. It's really been impressive to see where uh, where it's been going. And, um, and and so have you ever met the people you're working with on this project? No. <laughs> Uh,
1: Hans lives in Iceland. Okay. Steven lives um, on the east coast and we've got some new people that we're trying out um and they're from all over the world as
0: well. It's it's just, you know, it's amazing. It's just like every open source project, right? It's just people find find each other and they develop this interest and they and they they get involved yeah, with Hans it. I found
1: and... me on the Chromium uh, Reddit forum.
0: Right. So everyone and kind of like, told hey, I,
1: I love what you do. And he was talking all this Chrome stuff that was way over my head. And I'm like, I need you to work <laughs> on this project. With me.
0: <laughs> so I, you knew what you wanted to do. This guy, knew, you, you could not understand what he was saying, but he knew, he knew, you knew, he, you knew what he was talking about. So you, uh, so you brought him in there. So what are some of the challenges in starting up something like you're doing here? Because every open source project obviously attracts new people. People get really interested in it. And, and then you really need to find a way not only to manage the project, but manage the people. So you mentioned that you're trying out people. What are some of the things that you're, uh, you're doing to try to make sure the project stays focused with all these this new help coming in?
1: Um, that's a tough question. But what it really comes down to is we want people that have a passion for making what we the product that we give people, which is a simple, easy to use operating system. We're not in it to make money, we're not in it to for glory and glory and fame. I mean, when it comes down to it, this is a hobbyist project in the simplest of you know terms.
0: Right. So you've got to, right. You, you want to find people that share a passion and certainly don't want to create a, a path as soon that as
1: somebody starts asking me, like, had they have like a Kickstarter idea for it?
0: I'm right. Like, eh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just a, it's the road to, uh, uh, it's a disaster sometimes, especially in the crowdfunding world. So that's certainly going to be an issue. Is anyone from Google or anyone reached out to you yet?
1: No, thank God.
0: Um, <laughs> and why do you say that?
1: Um, because I was really afraid I would do this, and then Google would be like, "Hey, you can't do that."
0: Oh, really? So you think they they would have it? Well, I guess well, if Well, who knows? I mean, there, there could be something in there that might be an issue or not. But I mean, generally, that's what they want people to take this this open source thing and experiment with it, right? Is that their goal? Yeah, that's
1: true. Um, I think for me on a personal level, I just thought I'm making a cheap Chromebook, mm-hmm. and if I was a company that sold Chromebooks. I wouldn't want somebody messing around with cheaper ones. It kind of reminds me of, um, there was this guy in Florida years ago. I'm kind of going to get off subject. That's
0: okay.
1: He, um, started making Hackintosh Macintoshes. Right. And he got busted for it, of course, but we're never going to, that's like the gift is that it's an open source project and that it's, chromium not chrome right and there's uh, another
0: group out there that's been taking um they've been taking chrome uh uh chromium os and they're they're installing it on on older pcs i'm sure you've seen this group out there i forgot the name of it people keep telling yeah, me Yeah,
1: actually reached out to them this okay but they're charging
0: people i mean you know if you if you're a business or a school they're charging license fees for it
1: yeah um that's the price of their service i guess yeah
0: Right. Like, that's exactly what they're doing is you know, selling it as a service. So, and it looks like Google so far has been uh, okay with them. I guess they must see it as like you know, it, it could be competitive, although there's not a huge market for it. So you know, if it gets people interested in Chrome OS on a, on a less powerful device or an older device, that when they go out and shop for a new one, maybe they'll find Chrome find Yeah,
1: uh, Chrome if they have OS. a positive experience with one variation of it, you know, what would stop you from trying it in a newer, better form?
0: And in Google's case, certainly there's a there's a their, their profit motive is just getting their browser in front of people because they make money on the advertising that they're exactly they're pushing at you, too. So that's probably. Yeah. So.
1: But like I said, I actually reached out to them. Yeah. And I was trying to see if maybe they um, could lend some information on how they've got Netflix to work and some of the other things. And I just got a straight answer. We don't want anything to do with arm.
0: <laughs> that's you arm people go 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 yeah go away right? <laughs> that's 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 really nice of them yeah so now do you see I, I saw on your on your website that this is the first stage that we've got the raspberry pi done you had some other single board computers listed on your site you know the raspberry pi, pi zero being another one are there other single board computers that really interest you that you think people should be thinking about looking at just just to know um, if they're into this
1: geek box
0: the geek box tell tell me more about the geek box
1: um, they, it is an octa core processor, rock chip, and it, the price is a little high. I think it goes for 109.
0: Even that's still a pretty good deal, right?
1: Yeah. But it's the same processor that Chromebooks actually run on. Yeah,
0: that's right. Cause I've used, uh, I've looked at a couple of Chromebooks now. The, uh, the Chrome, the Asus Flip uses the rock chip.
1: Yeah. Um, so they were nice enough to send us some our way so we can get working on
0: that. And is it a significantly different thing to try to port to a rock chip? I mean, is they're all the same basic arm core, or is there is there a lot that has to still be done? To, is it more driver issues that you've run into?
1: Um, It's really just creating the overlay and then trial and error.
0: I love their marketing here. I'm looking at their website here. It says they have an SUV-like appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Now you know. Tell me about the Rock Chip a little bit because you know I've I've been we've seen it on on some of the uh, the Chromebooks. I also have a little game console from GPD uh, called the GPD XD, which is a little Android console that I use for uh, emulation and whatnot. Um, the Rock That's, Chip is a. You
1: have to you see, give me a link to
0: that. Oh, you haven't seen that one? I have not. It was one of my top ten products of 2014 or 2015. It's a great. Uh, it's a great. It looks like a Nintendo DS. It does uh, it? And the Rock chip is fast enough to basically get you covered right through like the Sony PlayStation era of uh, of emulation. So the, no the chip, kidding. yeah, the chips, th- those Rock chips are fast. And I was curious just, just to get your take on it, you know, compared obviously to what's in a Raspberry Pi, the Rock chip is much faster. Um, so uh, what are they doing on that chip differently that makes that so much better than uh, what you might get for 35 bucks on on a on a Raspberry Pi? Is it just um newer design? It's
1: cores, basically. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's got an eight it's got eight cores in it essentially. Yeah. And so that speeds it up quite a bit. So it seems like you guys are gonna be pretty busy, um, you know, continuing this project as it moves along. Are you are are you finding it's gonna be hard to, to work on so many different platforms or are you just trying to take it one step at a time?
1: Um, I think our hardest part was narrowing it down to five.
0: And so tell me about that. So what wow. what were some of the things that eliminated other single board computers from your list?
1: Um specs really. When it came down to it, it was just some had great specs, some had horrible ones
0: and what has happened since uh this this kind of got released to the wild because this really only began at least the public face side of it really only started around December when you released your first build so what's it been like for you guys trying to manage your lives and now having this uh open source project that's taken off
1: um it's really been interesting um we don't really look at it as uh, a project really that, you know, we have deadlines and stuff. It's just, it's like going to the bar with your buddies. You hang out, you talk. I mean, some of our dev talk that we do on some of the communication that we do, it's, you know, like, Hey, how's your wife doing today? Right. You know, you've become friends with these people. And at the same time, it's cool that we can have a personal friendship with each other while still working on the major project.
0: That really helps because if you like the people you work with, there's actually a, a compelling reason to keep working on it versus having to deal with people you don't yeah. like. <laughs> so it's a voluntary, uh, a voluntary merging of the minds here. So that, that seems to, uh, to be, to be helping there. So, so what's next? I mean, what do you, what do you have planned? Uh, yeah, I guess you have a new build coming, right? Yes. Um,
1: what- 0.5. Um, the only issue is um maybe people can send some emails. Pi Hut hasn't sent I ordered 3 zeros for all of us and I we've only gotten one. And I ordered three Raspberry Pi 3s and we've only gotten none.
0: Really from Pi Hut. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're listening, and they will uh, get you get you your Raspberry Pi. Yeah. I've been trying. see so what happened was I got a zero. My my sister-in-law lives in Boston, so she got me a, a Raspberry Pi zero.
1: In the magazine, or
0: uh, no? She got it at um at Micro Center, which is a local uh place that they they're like the. Regional, I want to go
1: there so bad.
0: They, apparently I it's It's
1: always talking about how nice Micro Center is. How it's I, just like a giant toy store for adults. I, for like yeah. People.
0: And I've never been in one. My my sister-in-law went to it. She she's not a yeah. You know, she's uh, she's she she supports my my habits, but she's not into them as as I am, you know. So she uh she told me all about it, but she didn't feel like it was the place for her. <laughs> but it sounded yeah. like the place for me. <laughs> so, and uh, but she mailed me the Raspberry Pi Zero in an envelope without actually any protection on it. So it came um it it didn't look broken, but it does not boot. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I have to get another one. But they've been so hard to get. Yeah. The stock' has got, not been there
1: I think I got the email at like three o'clock in the morning and I had to use different transaction methods because they wouldn't let me pick just one they wouldn't let me order more than one
0: it feels like they did it because they could right it doesn't seem yeah. like they that they're real you know that th- there's a I'm sure they're selling it at cost, which I'm sure, even though they're nonprofit, I'm sure there's a little bit of of margin built into the the other Raspberry Pis to help uh, you know finance. Yeah, the they foundation.
1: just moved to like a new headquarters or something.
0: Yeah, they're growing. They're growing. Yeah. It's really well. What's amazing? I, I'm not sure how old you are, but I re, I remember the days when we had the Commodore sixty fours and the Apple twos when I was a kid, and and you know I just...
1: have a vintage Apple II. Oh,
0: good. Which one do you have? The Apple II? like the actual the Apple two?
1: Apple two L, I believe.
0: The two L or the maybe the two C?
1: 2C, yes, yeah, the C.
0: It's the little portable one, right?
1: Yeah, I don't have a screen or anything, but I just have the the box itself.
0: So, you know, that was back in the day where you could hook up a computer to your television set. That's how most of the pe- most people had them. And in fact, a lot of my friends had the Commodore 64. Um, and it was, it was almost treated like a game console. This was used on the floor. You know, that was, that was how they yeah. worked. And, and they really wanted to get back to that with the Raspberry Pi, that this thing that you could have and you can plug it in and there's no, you know, once you turn it off, it, it, it's done. You can, you can, you know, reset it and put a different disc in and you boot it back up again. And, uh, it really, it really brings back a lot of those, uh, those memories for me, which is what I was so excited about your project is that this is exactly the kind of yeah. stuff that should be happening on this platform. So it was really good to, uh to see that. So so I'll ask the inevitable question when is the next build coming out? I already not um, say it.
1: Hopefully when as soon as we get our Pi threes so we can test the builds that we've made for them. Cool. Yeah. So we'll be we're just waiting on them to come in the mail.
0: All right. So, uh, talk about porting because obviously there's a lot of single board computer manufacturers that are going to be after you uh, to put this on there. And, you know, I would imagine porting um, Chromium OS to a single board computer is a lot like what I do here on the channel, which is. Uh, You know, I can't cover everything. You obviously can't port to everything. Uh, You know, I I would imagine you have to narrow it down to platforms that have some degree of user base behind them. Because even though they might run on the same chip, they could be completely different from another one, right?
1: Correct. Um, What's nice is a lot of them, um, some companies, they have – their processor is the same for every product that they have. Other companies, it's a different processor for every single board.
0: So it's a completely different computer every time they come out with something else. Yeah. And really I think just, you know, from from the way I see it and based on what I have to think about when I'm doing one of my reviews here on the channel is that, you know, I I really can't spend a lot of time on things that don't have A a real reach to them that that there's not a big big user base behind this. Um, Obviously, you picked right with the with the Raspberry Pi. That's what we're trying to
1: focus at. um, That's why we were able to narrow it down to just five that we're really going to focus on. Is because we want to reach the biggest base of consumers. You know, we don't want to spend two weeks on a board that no one owns.
0: Right, of course not. (laughs) It's a waste of your time. So which which five are they against? We have the Raspberry Pi three and two, the the Pi zero, uh,
1: the Cube box, mm-hmm. the chip, and I believe the last one is the Pine sixty four.
0: And the chip is something interesting. I've got one of those coming. that was a Kickstarter, another successful one they they so I, what happened was they built the nine dollar computer right so then yeah. that's what prompted Raspberry Pi to say, "Well, you can do nine, we'll do five, five right? yeah. <laughs> so now, my chip cost a lot more than nine because i in order to get a display hooked up to it, I had to buy the h d m i module so that brought it right back to like twenty five thirty bucks but yeah. uh, but uh it, I it,
1: have that I was actually um someone on the reddit channel um the subreddit was nice enough to send me one.
0: Oh, cool! So, how is it? So is it, is the it one a... that
1: we've been uh, working with and testing?
0: So, how does that compare to the Raspberry Pi in performance? Would you say?
1: Um, it's very comparable to the zero. Um, right off the top of my head, I cannot remember if it's an all winner. Maybe you can double check that real quick.
0: I can take a look and see. Yeah, it looks like it's. It says a uh, an R8 processor. So it might be an all winner.
1: I can actually go take a look real quick.
0: But That's okay. But so oh, you, you think performance wise it's like right right it's it's not as fast as the Pi 3, but probably somewhere in between the original Pi and the and the two. Correct. So it's pretty decent. It's got five hundred and twelve yeah. megs of RAM, right? So um, it's it's capable.
1: One of the things that's gonna really hinder us from porting to a lot of these boards also is the all winner uh processors.
0: So those are not as as. Do you uh, have
1: a background any on them?
0: Well, I, I know they're a Chinese brand, right? Yeah. They and don't so like
1: following rules.
0: Ah, uh, so they have some of their own their, their own ways of doing things that that may go against perhaps what the arm standards are. You yeah,
1: there's a certain violation that they have. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But uh, a lot of companies, which I was really shocked to find out that. Some boards are still using
0: them. Oh, so they they actually run, have run afoul of the of the ARM license. I believe so. Oh, interesting. Well, that's that's that could be an issue. So huh, I'll have to, have to look yeah. a little bit further so we'll into that. that. We... It's probably why we're seeing so much of the rock ship out there now because that's yeah. that's. And kind of kind of you know moving into that space a little bit. So it, let me let's just wrap up by, by asking you. So if, if somebody wants to get involved with their project, I mean we we certainly can direct people to download it. But I would imagine you're also looking for people to help uh, with the development tasks. Um, what's the process for someone to get in touch with you guys to uh, try to contribute something if they have something to offer? What's what, what's your um
1: the process is really simple. Uh, send an email to me, Stephen or Hans. Our emails are on the website.
0: And what's the website?
1: uh it is chromium os per sbc.org .org
0: right so they can check you out there leave you leave you all a note and i'm sure over the last couple of weeks it's been uh i'll take some of the credit not all of it <laughs> but uh <laughs> uh you probably been getting a lot of uh outreach i would imagine from folks
1: yeah um right now with, we're trying out some people so there's not readily available spots, but if you have a really good resume and when we say resume we mean you have passion for it, you're not looking for money from it, you're not looking for fame, and that you have skills that we need, then there's a really good chance that we would love to have you work on the project.
0: And you have uh, GitHub links here also, so if somebody was just interested in tinkering around with it and try to improve himself, things... They
1: can try. Yeah, yeah, they can
0: just do it right now. They it's can get involved in and...
1: daily, almost.
0: Oh, great! So there you go. So you can check them out at chromiumos4sbc.org. Uh, Dylan, anything else to add before we wrap up?
1: Uh, have fun with your SBCs.
0: Great. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be uh, playing around with it a lot more over the next couple of weeks. And maybe what we'll do is when um, you have a new update that has some significant um, you know changes to it, let's uh, let's do another profile. That sounds great. Great. Well, Dylan, thank you very much for joining us on the channel. And this is Lon Seiben. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by my Patreon supporters, including gold level supporter Shabib. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv Patreon to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv s.